hello again and welcome in wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from. I'm so happy to have you over to feast on God's word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And as of today, our kids are officially done with the nights of staying up late and sleeping in late and all things that are summer break. Here in Ocala, school is back in session as of Wednesday. So parents, don't celebrate too hard, okay? I know some of you are fist pumping in your car right now or throwing up hallelujahs as I said that. Now, it is not just, I think, that school started, but most of our kids fall recreational leagues like soccer and football, cheerleading, uh, baseball, whatever it is, are all about to coincide with school starting, which makes for our favorite season of life, which is absolute chaos. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to this year is getting three kids to three different places every morning. And I know some of you are in the same boat. For me, Nash, my son, is still in daycare. Hadley is in elementary school and Finley goes to middle school this year. But I'm also really dreading car lines and school zones, packing lunches every morning, making sure my kids brush their teeth have their homework ready, tied their shoes, have their shoes on the right feet, ate breakfast, and yeah, actually getting them there on time. And then me getting to work on time. You see, for many of us, this season of our life each year is truly one to dread. It really isn't all that fun because it's it's chaotic and it's hectic. But But honestly, I got to thinking, is it only us with kids going back to school that go through these seasons of high stress and hustle and bustle of life? I don't think so. Happens for all of us. But I I got to thinking, what is it that we need to eat from God's word to put us at ease about these looming, hectic seasons of our lives? These times that we know are coming. We usually know when they are and about what time of the year our schedule is going to be packed. For us with kids, it's this time of year. So selfishly, where do I fit into the equation when we fall into seasons of life where it's all about them, whoever that them is for you? You see, if you're anything like me, It's during these hectic times in my life that I fail miserably at allowing myself any time or any opportunity to truly enjoy the blessings of life for a minute all to myself. I get so consumed in the them, my kids, and and going here and there and doing this and, and doing that that honestly, sometimes I forget about me. And while my kids are really important, my role as a father is a a big responsibility. My role in taking care of me is just as important, not just for me, but for my family and for them. And for some, this is an even bigger responsibility. Now, although we are generally selfish people by nature, sometimes we're really bad during the chaos of life at taking care of me. So how do I fix that? Well, something I came across recently 
that has been huge for me from the late and great Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, made famous a line that he shared during a speaking engagement where he mentioned that there are times in our lives where we need to edit our lives. And I love the idea of this because I can get so caught up in the chaos of my life, the going here, the there, the this, the that, the other, (laughs) that I just keep going and going to the point of no return and exhaustion. But at what point do I stop and edit my life? At what point do I realize, man, I've got to take a time out here. I've got to take care of myself. I've got to get back on track. Better yet, how do I do that? What I want us to look at from God's Word today that can help us tremendously is a sports term called a timeout. No matter the sport you point to or the sport you're most familiar with, these timeouts are used typically when things are disheveled and chaotic and time is running out or you need to regroup the team, refocus them, and most of all, edit What is happening in that moment? But these timeouts are not just a sports term. If you've had kids, you know the benefit of a timeout is to call for one in a moment of behavior that doesn't align with the way that you want them to act. They aren't acting the way that you think they should. And so you send them away into a place to refocus, to regroup, and to edit the way that they're acting in that moment. Now, if ever a man knew how to edit his life by calling a timeout, it was Jesus. And it seems as though every single time when it became so much about them and the going here and there and the chaos that was his life, in some of the moments we read about, what did he do? He edited his life by calling a timeout. Let me give you something specific. In Luke chapter 4, We can read about Jesus teaching in Galilee and how people were amazed by what he was teaching. And then he heals a demon-possessed man in verse 33. Then he heals Simon's mother from her fever in verse 39. And then verse 40 says that at sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness. And laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Now, I'm not sure how many people it was. Seems like a lot. But in a moment of it being all about them, look at what happens next. Verse 42 says that at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. He used a timeout. No doubt in a moment of fatigue and exhaustion after a long day, he edited his life by calling a timeout and going away to a solitary place. But that's not it. Chapter 5 begins right where chapter 4 leaves off, and we read how one day Jesus was standing by a lake and people were crowded around him. And, And what happens next is where Jesus had called his first disciples. We can read there at the beginning of that chapter that Peter, James, and John were up all night fishing, had yet to catch anything, and Jesus tells them, drop your nets on the other side. And they do that, and they pull up a heavy load of fish, so much so that it almost sinks their boat. And from there, these men follow Jesus to go fishing for men. 
And they move into this town where this guy with leprosy is. And no surprise that he's healed. And all of a sudden, news of Jesus is spreading like wildfire. And verse 15 reads, Crowds of people came to hear him and be healed of sickness. And what we see next, after all of this focus on them, and here, and there, and people, and crowds, Jesus edits his life by calling a timeout. What we read in Luke 5, verse 16, is that even though the news was spreading and there were people and places for him to go, and what's next, and what is now, and what is this, and what is that, Jesus edits his life, calls a timeout, withdraws to a lonely place, and prays. And actually, the wording there is that Jesus often often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. The first part of your 44 today is that in the midst of chaos and it being about them and a schedule to keep and all these things on your plate and people counting on you, edit your life, call a time out, withdraw yourself as Jesus did, seek a solitary place, make the edit from I'm just going to keep going and going and run myself into the ground to instead refocusing. Make time for those moments that you know you need the same way Jesus shows us even he needed to keep up with this thing called life. The second part of your 44 I want you to look at and the second edit we can make is to take care of your future self. Huge shout out here to my brother-in-law and next door neighbor Ryan on this one. Because he said this one time, and it's always stuck with me. You see, there was no doubt that Jesus knew what was coming for him. And he had to have prepared himself for the pain and agony and torture of the cross and, and everything else that was his life. He, he knew what tomorrow would bring. And in that, he took care of his future self. Now, not to totally flip the script away from Jesus, But you could say Noah would be someone we could point to that took care of his future self in building the ark. Genesis chapter 6 and chapter 7, Noah built that ark exactly as God commanded him. He knew what tomorrow would bring, a flood. So he made preparations and it took him years. And while I would say that there's power in what we read in Matthew chapter 6, that we shouldn't worry about tomorrow, tomorrow will worry about itself. I'd say at the same time, We should at least think about tomorrow and think about it in regards to taking care of your future self. And the chaos that is this season in many of our lives with school starting and sports going on, carve the time out now for yourself tomorrow. Take care of yourself by spending time in God's word and hearing what he has to say to you. And then you make plans now to take care of yourself by spending time in prayer because he wants to hear what's going on with you. Talk to him. Simply make your pot of coffee tonight. So you can press a button in the morning rather than having to make it in the morning. That's taking care of your future self. Pick the kids outfits out now so that they don't have to argue with each other in the morning or argue with you. Or maybe that's just me and Megan's issue. I don't know. I hope not. Make plans now. Take care of your future self now. Start working towards building your ark now so you don't drown in the flood of life later. 
Seriously, edit your life by taking care of your future self. Don't hold on to your timeouts. Use them. And don't just use them. Use them the way Jesus did. As scripture says, he took them often. I want to thank you guys so much for listening today. There have been so many of you that have reached out in a positive way about what you're listening to each week. And and I want to thank you so much for that. But I want to encourage you this week to not just listen and be done with it, but to share it. Not for me, not for my satisfaction, not to gain more listeners, but because Romans chapter 10 tells us that faith comes by hearing. And there are so many people out there that need to hear God's word somehow, some way. They need to hear these things. So uh, I want to challenge you this month, the rest of August, share your favorite episode so far with them. Just one person who's not already listening. If it's not your favorite episode, more importantly, just share the good news and the great things that God is doing in your life with just one person this month. There's plenty of time in August. Make it your resolution right now, this month. Share Jesus with one person. As always, if I can help in any way, study with you, answer questions, shoot me an email at jedyancey at gmail.com or find me on Facebook. Whatever you need and however you need it, I'm here. But regardless, whether it's me or not, I beg of you to find ways to feast on the words that proceed from the mouth of God. Thank you again for listening. Now let's eat. Blessed Redeemer, pure as Thou art, come in Thy sweetness, come in Thy fullness, stamp Thine own image deep on my heart. Oh, to be like Thee, Lord, I am coming now to receive. Deep on my heart.